my next guest is Millie Melbourne, who is, would you say that you're a fashion designer? Because I haven't read all your stuff, you got a bit, mm. you're not like a fast fashion designer. Yeah, so. for sure. And I think I've always tried to avoid uh, calling myself a fashion designer just because I was so averse to that when I was kind of started to study fashion. But I feel like I'm now warming back up to the name of it. But yeah. I like to say like clothing designer and maker. Yeah. Um, okay. But I'm happy with fashion designer as well. It's okay, we'll go yeah, we'll go with okay, Millie Melbourne, the fashion designer. Yeah. Um and just first off, I wanted to say that um you own and design all the clothes for OB wear. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could tell me what OB means. It means it means wearable object. Um but it kind of was just a funny little name that I found yeah. um when I set it up. I set it up when I was in in Cornwall and there were these like stones that kind of men and toll it was called and they mm -hmm. kind of looked like a little O and a B and I just kind of got it from that really. So that's the sort of pencil sketch logo yeah. you have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, your little tagline for your company is adaptable clothing for everyday play mm. which is kind of an interesting way to talk about clothes because they look to me kind of utilitarian, yes. kind of like you work in them. Um, but you've used the word play and you've used that quite a lot in your like blog and that kind of thing and I was wondering why you included that word. I think it definitely comes from just having a bit of fun with your clothes and, it, and seeing play as an experiment you know with your clothes and things yeah. and rather than being too quite you know too serious about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the, the play is, is like a discovering of how to wear things I think. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it comes from a lot of, when, when I was working at uni, I worked quite close with um, my friend Amelia Pemberton and we did like a, a residency together and it was called Play Studio and we yeah. just like talked about the importance of play in our lives and how yeah. we don't do it so much. So kind of wanted to feed that in a bit, yeah. you know, uh, into the clothes I make. Oh, that's cool. Because again, you've, um, a phrase I found on your, in some of your writing was um, adaptable staple wear. Mm. Which is, is that the kind of, um, yeah, definitely just the utilitarian side of it coming through maybe? That yeah, and that the idea is they are clothes to have for your life mm. and the utilitarian aspect is that they're really well made clothes and they're gonna, you know, withstand some like hard wear and, mm. and over years you can adapt and wear them in different ways. Yeah, that um, falls in line with your sort of like mission statement thing about um, and the same reason that I didn't want to call you a fashion designer first off, because you, you write about, um, you describe uh, your design as like an exploration of the relationship that bodies have with cloth and clothing, mm. which sounds like to me that you're going from the complete opposite end from what fashion Definitely. is. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I really wanted to bring that side back in again and just be like look so what is the action you know, step back you know for all this confusing yeah. chatter of fashion i just wanted to like sit back a bit and be like right what do clothes really mean to us and yeah. i'm just kind of coming from that and finding and it is just a journey myself like i'm, I'm still discovering it and i kind of set these ideas for me to like work in and and explore and discover how to yeah. how to design clothes i like designing from that sort of uh theme yeah because that's um it seems like the way your clothes fit the human body are completely different to anything I've really seen before. And like I saw a few of your items on sale in the Ottawin uh, clothes store in St. Nick's Market. And it's like um, a pair of trousers is sort of, there's a pair of trousers in there, it's like double the size. Yeah, yeah. And it, it sort of looks to me as if you could buy them 
in you know how, no matter what size you are and tie them in a certain way yeah, so that they fit it. is that what you were sort yeah, of that's yeah that's it definitely and there's still there's still definitely sizing and um everybody's body like, is different you know yeah um but yeah the idea of it i like the idea of you, you can change your size throughout your life and you can still wrap these garments around you yeah. and it'll still fit you in a in a certain way or you pass it on to somebody else and it still fits them sort of thing yeah and they wear it in a different way like every time i give a garment to somebody else and to try it on and i don't tell them how to put it on that's the best thing i've learned yeah. so much and it really influences how i keep designing them and how the design you know keeps you know flowering and uh, they're they're always being adapted and edited. Yeah. Always. So they're always quite unique with each batch I'm kind of making. Yeah, that's cool. So do do you have um, items of clothing that you've have done have been so successful with the people you make them for that you think right I need to make that again or is it constantly like a rolling thing where you change things and you don't have like a an ob wear thing that everyone will always want to buy I think I'm definitely gonna keep yeah I do like keeping like some staple things it's more they evolve in this the structure and there's the tiny little like sewing mechanisms in it yeah. that I'll try and refine but like the wrap dresses are like quite popular and what's nice is that it's a really nicely adaptable pattern that I can change the lengths for people people choose a different fabric and or you know that you know some panels or some pockets go on so I quite mm. like these skeletons of each design mm -hmm. so like the trousers I'm making or the jumpsuit and then you know through different people's ideas they keep evolving into different garments yeah the fact that you change your design so much kind of links in with the fact that once you have it you can have it forever because you can you can change size and shape in it mm. and it will you know everything's sort of tied up and nothing's like uh, you don't strap yourself into it you sort of adjust it to your dimensions and yeah kind of... for sure and like everybody wears them in a completely different way to yeah. what, what's comfortable to them yeah and what seems to happen is somebody buys like today I'm making a, a blue ritual body jumpsuit um, mm. for um, a lady um, in Wales and she's already bought three others of mine but in different yeah. colors like yeah so she just really likes the sort of designs I'm going for but because she has the option to choose the fabrics and things yeah and she has now she's got like a really cute little collection which is what I love to see it's yeah so nice I think it's important what you're doing I think I like the uh, idea that someone will have an item and it will wear because you wrote about your uh, sort of distaste for the seasonal fashion trends of things that will come and go in a year mm. and that means that people who follow fashion closely will uh, buy something, wear it a couple of times when it's seen to be fashionable by mm. the high-end fast fashion brands, and then either sell it or it'll go on landfill. Or, you that's know, it's, it. it's yeah, like such a wasteful it. way. Yeah, of that's living. it. And so I'm always, always, always trying to make like make something. About it. I'm always questioning that: like, is this going to last somebody a long time? Um, mm. Are they going to just throw this away? Like, can they keep work? Can you see them wearing it in more mm. years to come? That's probably why I use a lot of just block colours and sort of more sort of timeless design rather than lots of prints and things. Mm. So I can, you know, you can see it, you know, yeah. to wear it in, like, in your life more. Because there's that, yeah, I think um, like life wear as a like slow fashion and all that kind of thing is kind of cropping up. Definitely. More and more. Yeah. Like Uniqlo I saw, I don't know if this quite is exactly the same definition of life wear that you might have but on on Uniqlo they have um, things that are like basics and 
don't necessarily fit in with what's fashionable but there's like such a classic design mm. but they're the kind of thing you'd have for years and years yeah that's it and a lot um, more people are buying <coughs> things now that they know that they, they can see wearing you know in years mm. to come which is really it's, it feels really good to be in this sort of space now that people are a lot more receptive to buying this sort of thing mm. they want to support individual makers and things like that yeah and buy garments you know not buy as much stuff everyone everyone's even like a lady at the post office was saying, was, you know, I was just trying to look for, you know, a shirt for work and, and couldn't find it. I hate all the things in the high street shops yeah. and I just want one good top. I don't mind paying for the, for it, you know, when it's going to last. And that's exactly it. And more yeah. people are seeing that now. Yeah, I, I kind of take that approach to it. I'd rather buy, I'd rather spend more once and have it last me for years and years. Definitely, yeah. So. And lots of things now people are, uh, I think it was a, it's a trend forecaster called Lee Eldercourt, who's, um, who's Dutch, and she kind of talked about how the, the rise in technology and a lot of, uh, and lots of like, like things kind of brushing through our lives very quickly, how we consume objects. She said how we're going to be yearning for uh, more textiles and more handmade, and mm. you can see people are getting into like macrame and handcrafted foods. What's macrame? You know the um, it's like crochet. You know, you know those really seventies sort of beaded, yeah, you know, pot hangers and oh, that right. sort yeah, of yeah. thing. Like everyone's really yearning for more hand, you know, handmade crafts mm. again and things that they do at home. Yeah, because really I think yeah, it didn't take me long to end up thinking that you should buy, you spend more and. Um, have it last for ages because I remember buying things from like H&M and Top Man and you'd wear it twice and wash it a couple of times and then it would have shrunk or the design on it would have faded and it's just like churning it out rather than having something that's mm. like you say that's going to last you for ages and it's like there's sort of a heavier feel to it and yeah. it's just like far superior isn't it and yeah so yeah I can I can see why I feel important. queasy when I go into those sort of shops now. yeah and you just see these like rows and rows of garments it's just like you have what appears to be a side project called K1 Wearable Homeware. Yes. Which is just you again, or? Yeah, that was one of that was my first knitwear project at uni. Okay. Um, but it's something that I'm thinking about a bit more for this coming winter. Um, yeah, it was my first knitwear project on um, the machines at uni, and I, I made this like kind of a, a blanket that you could kind of put on and, and wear as a jumper. You put yeah. it together and flop it on, and I really like that mix between you know a garment's moving around your house. You know, mm. you're like flopping it on a chair, and then you're putting it on, yeah. or you know you have it scrunched upon your bed, and and I, I think I was like watching garments go through their process of, of moving that sculpture in everyday life they get scrunched in the washing machine and you know they get hung mm. up on the washing line and then you, know, you put it on your body and then yeah. I was trying to push it into other areas to, for people to see that you know they're actually being more conscious of you know where they see their garment going in everyday life yeah not just you just like oh I'll just put it on whatever and then it's more know, of stick a... it in the washing machine it's yeah. like just watch this really cool sculpture that you're yeah. handling every day and that all the different shapes it makes that throughout the day. It's just like a way to kind of inspire people to engage with more other objects in their yeah. lives, and and in general, like that. And I feel I feel like that message spreads so far. Do you feel like that would be something that would change people's attitudes to fast fashion? Because if you if you engage more with an object, yes. you become more attached to Definitely. it, and you won't just 
toss it away when it's not that's it yeah exactly the sort of thing yeah, yeah yeah it's just getting like just people to connect a little bit more Tend to be a sculptor. Yeah. That's friends that I have. Yeah. Who, who who is he? He's um, an artist, okay. and he works with a lot of um, like cloth sculptures. Yeah. Um, but lots of the people involved with garments and cloth, mm. and um, with the uh, attempt to be a sculpture thing, he made this artwork where it was like a cloth kind of garment-esque thing on the wall, a big square shape, and it had a, a few trouser legs coming out. The idea is that you looked at it and you kind of saw yourself, you know, where would you put your body in that? How would yeah. you engage in that object? Um, and so, and his, a lot of his talking was like attempting to be a sculpture mm. yourself and just getting involved in the art and your body can be a part of it rather than yeah. just being a viewing of it and you can, yeah. you know, be a part of it. And a garment is a way to do that I saw. Yeah. Um, you know, or cloth, you know, it's yeah. just such a like a, a nice substance to have against your skin yeah I think I can see that attempt to be a sculpture thing it reminds me of those um, um, those, like the Bauhaus fashion design mm. when they tried yeah. to make everything really um, simplified but in like an attractive kind of way and I, I remember seeing a lot of um, drawings I think it was like maybe Kandinsky or someone it was like um, the, uh, a photo of, of someone dancing in, a, in an outfit and then next to it was like a, a sketch in the Bauhaus style, which didn't necessarily look like a person, but it was the same, the same line sort, of sort of shape. Oh, I love that. And yeah. It was really cool. And it, when I tend to be a sculpture, it kind of made me think of that because it's like yeah. when I saw those, I, I don't know which, you know, is the person imitating that yeah. or is it the other way around? And I thought yeah. that was quite an interesting idea. And I was that. And that, that's definitely, yeah. yeah, it definitely influences. Yeah. Um, my work definitely yeah and a lot of it is like the process of putting a garment on like the you're, the shapes your body make and so I really mm. love making things that you know pull your body in different ways yeah you know you're getting into a garment using new body like shapes and mm. it's almost like a different sort of performance of getting in a garment yeah. on than usual rather than just zipping your jeans up yeah I like challenging that and being like oh well that's got to go over your head or you know I've got to crawl through it this way or something like that so would you would you be interested in seeing your outfits used in sort of like stage shows or something like that definitely yeah it'd be really cool to see yeah Yeah. I really like I would like to give them somebody to see what they do with it because it does sound like the sort yeah. of movements that you're... Unfortunately, really nice. the listeners can't see. But the, I know, yeah. The, the movements <laughs> I'm, like, I'm yeah. just like waving my arms around. Yeah. Um, but you can work that into a... Into a into definitely. A I think too, I'm going to yeah. do um, like short films of each garment. And yeah. so on the website page, rather than just being a still image, it will be a moving image of yeah. somebody putting it on yeah. in, a different, in a way. Yeah, that would be, um, be really cool. interesting to see. studied in, in uni? Fashion design at Fashion, uni, yeah. but I also did it at college as well, at clothes making at college. Cool. So yeah, I kind of did a lot, I did like five yeah. years in education of it. Yeah. So it's been a long time and luckily I really like it, it always seems like it's such a, when I must have chose to do clothing at a really young age and then yeah. when you're down that path it feels quite narrow, but luckily yeah. I really like it and yeah. stuff, but there's definitely times when I'd be like, oh, can I get out of this now? Yeah. Is this the right thing? 
but it def- now I'm doing it like and it's my own business I really feel like yeah. this is where I'm meant to be it makes me feel good just yeah. making stuff and getting these ideas out yeah it must be nice to have like that level of independence with it where you can yeah. go from you know writing down an idea drawing a sketch to selling that without so having satisfying. to go through anyone and the best to, thing yeah. is when I don't even say anything and people uh are looking at my garments and they you know they they talk about like my, the theory of my stuff like to me without me even saying anything and that yeah. is the best thing to see that people kind of get it and I didn't think anybody would like really get it yeah and people do which is really good to see and like, a lot, I get a lot of people saying that oh I, I got this bag from you know India and it had you know it was like a pair of trousers and you pulled this drawstring and it turned into a bag yeah. I got it 25 years ago you know that's yeah. so cool people it'll you know it's a remembering of that and I yeah. love that with my garments if people could remember um, because of the mechanism it's more engaging than yeah. just you know a normal top yeah because that's interesting like um, a housemate of mine has this shirt that um I've never seen anything like it. It's uh, it's sort of got like a, a there's like flap closing on the front. Oh yeah. So it, yeah. um, I don't know what you know whether it was like a like a fisherman's thing or something like that, but it's got a you know a conventional collar and a stripe, but you know a strip of fabric along here and sort of four or five buttons. Oh, that sounds really and cool. It, and it closes like that. Oh, so I love put, that. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, and he said it was something like oh my friend found it at the charity shop thought it was weird and was like yeah what do you think of this and it was like a gift to him or something mm. um and just the fact that it's a bit different that was like oh what you know where do you get something like that yeah makes a bit more of a rather just like another shirt it know, creates so. a little experience doesn't yeah it? Like a, exactly you know a little moment yeah it's quite yeah i think it's really nice or a little ritual of getting it on and off or yeah. something yeah i love that it's cool it means more than the garment making itself really is those little those little yeah. actions, I think, are quite cool. If someone was interested in seeing some OB wear, yeah. you do have a website and a blog. Yeah. Um, so that is, by the way, that's just OB, the letters, wear. Um, and you also have a personal blog where you, where you can see the theory behind a lot of your work. Mm, yeah. Um, so I, I just wanted to ask as well, what, uh, what have you got coming up in the future? got some new garments coming out so I've got a lot of things I've been working at the moment but it's actually not been on my website because I've just been so consumed in the making of it but that'll come soon some more trousers and things and a lot more uh, for menswear as well and then some possible collaborations so with um, Jay Harper who's the painter who's going to move into my studio really soon I think we're talking about like, painting on some garments that's okay. quite fun um, another maker called um, Cabbage Blue, Sarah Johnson, and she's a, an indigo, uh, natural indigo dyer and mm, maker. Nice, yeah. And we, we've just been obsessed about making uh, this one beautiful coat together mm. and we could make it in, you know, all in a canvas colour and then mm. we'll naturally dye them in different yeah. ways. People can buy them like that. But a lot of it is I need to collaborate with people yeah. now and get some new photo shoots done and cool. things like just that. Just remind me, um, do you know about uh, Bond suits? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I bought one of those a couple of really? years ago. Really? What yeah. colour? Uh, like navy blue, kind of like that sort of colour. Nice. Um, they yeah, are really like dark, like nice. What blue. I really admire their company. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, really it's, cool. yeah, I was thinking that's the only thing that's even come close in, you know, because they're quite, there's like a manifesto that you read on yes. the front page of the website kind of thing, or there yes. was, um, about how it's something you could wear to the office, but also 
out with your friends to a nightclub or whatever, you know, it's kind it's of... really nice. Yeah. I love that kind of two-piece wear is coming back in. Yeah. So I love that. I love that sort of thing. And they, they do, that's the thing, you could buy a bond suit with an artist's work pressed on it now. Yes. And they've yeah. kind of expanded into that, so... Yeah. I definitely think collaboration, especially being just a one-person business, is just the best way to yeah. kind of keep growing and make sure you don't go too inside your own head. Mm. It's really good to, um, yeah, collaborate with people yeah. and, and just and let, I'm just really happy just to see where Ob goes and with other people's influence and things. So like, I want to do some knitwear soon and um, see if anybody else wants to come and help me with that and see where that comes. And did you say Obwear? Yes. So I should have been calling it Obwear this whole time. Yeah, but people have been calling it both. <laughs> right. It's absolutely fine. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> the person who yeah, told I, I, me about it said Obwear. Oh, I just uh, said, oh, that must be it. I yeah, didn't, even, yeah. didn't even consider I call it Obwear. I like okay. Ob. I like, so that's where ob, object. Yeah. yeah. No, okay, that makes more sense. But Ob is also fine. Yeah. Okay, so if they wanted to try on some of your clothes. Yeah. Well, they can come to my studio here in Bristol. Okay. Um, make an appointment I'll do a free fitting come try something on mm -hmm. and that's always the best way you get to come and see I've got loads of fabric samples you can look at mm -hmm. I have like a core collection and then I also do like custom garments where I can hunt for a fabric if okay. you have, really have something in mind and I'll custom fit it so for anybody who, who struggles maybe with a jumpsuit and they feel like it's too short in the body I can measure that or if somebody's got like a tiny waist and but really big busts you know I can mm. everybody's body is shapes are really different yeah. so I'm always making adjustments to that. Or um, in the Ottoin shop now that's in Bristol, that's got mm. a few pieces there. Okay, I think that's everything I had to ask you. So thanks okay. a lot, Millie, for coming on. Thanks for coming over.